0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher.
1: Welcome into the Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host Adam Lund, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mister Irish Town. Now, Mister Jeremy Boucher, uh, we are back. Uh, we are back for the year. Now we got our little break. 39-some weeks from here on out. Here we go.
0: That's it. That's it, yeah. 52 weeks a year. Through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The math checks out. Couple, math checks a couple, maybe a weekend, a week off at Christmas time. But, no, we're uh, back in business. And uh, happy September, folks. Happy September. Pumpkin spice <laughs> latte season. Yes. However, it is like 30 degrees yeah. today. So I went with the iced version Yeah. Uh, to keep things cool. But, nice, uh, nice. no, these are... Definitely uh, not something I drink all the
1: time. Just in the month of September. <laughs> Just in the
0: month. You know, in that first couple of weeks of yeah. October there. Because once it gets to the end of October, it becomes peppermint mocha season. <laughs> so, of course, it's uh, you've got to yeah, get your so, PSLs. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. PSLs and then your PMLs. Yeah. Peppermint mocha lattes. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was Avery's first day of school. Because we're... I-, I sent my daughter a text today. I was like... It is so weird seeing all these kids going to school and I don't have to make a post after (laughs) 16 years of making a back to school post. It just seems so weird.
0: Yeah, Uh, it was good. I mean, she kind of lucked out where a lot of her friends are in her class and they're still doing that silly, staggered entry where if your last name starts with A to G, you (laughs) go on Tuesday, but then you don't go on Wednesday then you're back Thursday and Friday, but if you, and if it's G to Z, you go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you don't go Tuesday. Uh, a little silly to me, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so she went Tuesday and she's off, uh, Wednesday goes Thursday, goes Friday. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So, and then starts next week full time. And other, I mean, she, she was excited. She, uh, you know, she's been had a hard time sleeping last you know what was it Monday night because it was, she was just so excited to go to school, right? And I don't remember me being excited to go to school. No, like it no, was I was dreadful. Dead. Yeah, um, but no, she was. Uh, she was happy. She's glad to be back. And I mean, I mean, it's a nice way, but I'm kind of glad to get rid of her. You <laughs> know, <all, I, laughs> yeah. It's also because now it starts. It's full time. Yeah, it's, at it's, school. It's, and... uh, exactly. So it's uh, it's nice to to kind of get your freedom back, and as right. as a parent and. You know it's even though the at Christmas time it's the number one song played, but you know usually the day after L- Labor Day it's the most <laughs> wonderful yeah. time yeah. of the year. I will be honest
1: though, I I, uh, I almost didn't come back. I almost didn't come back. I got sucked into lake life. Um, Love lake life. My legs are burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a burn on that. Uh, we were off Little Ghost Lake, I believe it was up near Halliburton, which Halliburton as you can is see for lovers. Halliburton is for the lovers. <laughs> went into a, re- a retro store just on one of the days there, and I was like, that's coming home with me. But, uh, yeah, went to the Blue Jays game. Mm-hmm. Caught a baseball from Vladdy. Picked up that little helmet on the way to uh, on the way out of the stadium. I just saw it on the ground, and I was telling Layla, I was like, I remember when these used to come with ice creams. Like at the Calgary Cannons games, you got a baseball yeah. helmet filled with a mini helmet filled with ice cream. But she doesn't remember that. At the Blue Jays game, but it was fun. Um,
0: you went on Hot Dog Night.
1: Yeah, not not what I thought. No, kind of overrated.
0: Well, the nice part is those foot long wieners. Yeah, you can actually buy them at like Sobey's. Yeah, yeah. and Superstore. Yes, yeah. I, mean, I bought a three pack for six bucks. So it's yeah. it's really only a dollar more than what you'd get them at uh, on a Tuesday night, and actually cheaper than what you get them for on any other night.
1: But it's not every stand that is yeah. hot dogs. Like it's certain stands, and mm-hmm. you can tell because the lineup is forty people deep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, seventy three thousand hot dogs is what they sold. So just Man. like, and they're no bigger than the hot dogs at the Avenue Center for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And when they're regularly like six fifty or something like that, yeah. it's just like, um, yeah. I felt kind of like a an imposer. With my Blue Jays hat, which, funny enough, actually matched the shirt I was wearing that night. And, um, yeah, caught a baseball, one-handed. Uh, the couple go. beside me, he's like, well, why didn't you tell me it was coming? You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're kind of kind of arguing about why they didn't tell each other the ball was coming. And I looked at him and went, guys, no excuses. I had ketchup on my hot dog and reached up and mm-hmm. caught the baseball. But mm-hmm. there was some lady beside us. She's like, it was her first game, too, and it was my first game. And then I caught the baseball, and she looks right at me, and she's just like, oh, can are you going to keep that? And I'm like, yeah, uh, it's my first game too. Yeah. And even if it wasn't my first game, a child is getting the baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only reason an adult keeps the baseball, A, is he's it's his first game. B, that's the only reason. Like,
2: yeah. Give the baseball much. to a child. Yeah. And I looked at the kid yeah. in
1: front and I even asked, Layla, I was like, do you really want the baseball? And she had like, she loves Vladdy and he threw it. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then I'll keep the baseball. But other than that, I, I enjoyed the game. Um, mm-hmm. I thought there'd be a lot more replays than there actually was like oh, on, the, on, on the jumbotron the jumbo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. We made a stop at, uh, Niagara. Our oh only, yes. Our only friends that are, uh, our yeah. dogs is yeah. the, the ice dogs. Nice little rink there. Um, free to get into their training camp, no matter what. Yeah. Um, had the store open. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was, uh, it was a good way to get out, recharge. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm back to be glad to be back in Moncton, mm-hmm. hockey, talking hockey, and uh, getting this uh, getting this thing going. So 100%. don't don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias: Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, where we've got a few things going. And now, uh, like and subscribe here on the YouTube. Quick question: The uh, NFL season kicks off tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the That's Super the Bowl the is in Las Vegas. Um, I. Should have went and looked to see who we predicted last year, but I I don't even remember. Um, So I will give you the floor first to give your prediction if you'd like.
0: Well, uh, I don't follow the football as much as you do, (laughs) you and your fantasy leagues and this and that. I don't understand that crap. Um, If it helps
1: people that play fantasy football, don't understand fantasy football. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I watch the NFL. Yeah. Am I emotionally invested in it? I guess as much as you are. No. Um, You're so lucky. You know the thing with the with NFL is I sit down to watch the Patriots, and I'm one of those guys where if Mac Jones throws an interception, I'm like fuck this shit, and I turn it off. And <laughs> you know I, I watch another game, and it's like yeah. that with, it's like that with the Stampeders, too. Yeah. It's like. Like, hockey, if Calgary, if the Flames give up a goal, I'm like, whatever. It's only one goal. Yeah. But when it comes to football, it's like, as, long, as soon as there's an interception, I'm done. Like, I am
1: so done. So, you didn't see the second half of Labor Day game on Monday? No, I was. Oh, man, it was a beauty. That, yeah, Came back I, with, I, like, 20 seconds left I heard or something that. like that. I, yeah.
0: I watched the little replay on, on, yeah. on, on, on TSN. But, no, football for me, it's just like, as soon as, as soon as Mac Jones throws an interception, I'm like, this I'm is out. stupid. <laughs> and I'll change the channel and watch a different game. Yeah. With that being said, no, I'm not taking the Patriots. <laughs> um, however, I do like their additions yeah. of, uh, is it JoJo G.G. Smith? Juju Smith? Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster. That's the one. And um, Ezekiel Elliott, is that Ezekiel. his name? Yeah, is that Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Um, I do like those additions. Uh, will they propel them to another AFC Is it East? AFC East? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, However, I do like Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Yeah, yeah. So I will put my $20 (laughs) on the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets.
1: To win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl. All right, who are they facing?
0: The Shreveport Pirates. (laughs) The Las Vegas posse.
1: <laughs> the Baltimore... What were they called again? Stallions.
0: Stallions. Yeah, that's the one.
1: Um, <laughs> all right, so you're just taking the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I am taking the Jets to finish third in the division, add everything Ooh. up, and they finish third in that division. Uh, I don't think they're going to do what Tampa did in getting Brady because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is what Brady is. But um, And that's a stacked division with Buffalo and, yeah. Uh, and Miami. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Super Bowl prediction wise. Oh, you know what? I'm going to make some friends. I'm going to, I'm going to be a Panda. I'm going to pander to the audience. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. I'm going to pander to, to Pat. I'm going to pander to Dave, mm-hmm. uh, to any of the other Bengals fans that are out there. I'm going to pander them a little bit. Um, oh. I, they're just on the cusp. If Burrow can stay healthy off the calf, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be, they're going to be real good. And they, they just need to get home field. Everybody in the AFC just needs to get home field. Patrick Mahomes has not played a true road game in the five years he's been in the NFL, other than the super bowls in the playoffs. So if you can get him out of, um, arrowhead, you might have a chance who they're going to face in the NFC. It's not going to be the bucks. You know, our friend, Andrew Barrington was asking me if I'm pumped for the season. I'm like, eh. it's like, what's football? I'm like, yeah, but it's not Super Bowl or bust like it was the last three years. Yeah. It's If we get a couple wins with Baker, all right, and I think we'll be better than a lot of people Is that think. your quarterback this year, Baker, Baker Mayfield? Mayfield? Yeah. He does one thing well. Chuck the ball down the field. Mike Evans does one thing well. Gamble. Goes down and gets it. Yep. He gambles well. <laughs> no, that's Johnny Manziel. Baker Mayfield doesn't gamble. Right. You're thinking the other little quarterback. That's right. Um, in the See, NFC, I, I, I don't know much about football. Yeah, I think it, it's probably going to be the Eagles. They just... They're just so good in the NFC. So I'm I'm going to take the Bengals uh to win the Super Bowl. But my other prediction, and I tweeted it when they at the start of uh, whenever it was about who's gonna be in the Super Bowl. I said I don't I have no idea who's gonna be in the Super Bowl, but my prediction is the halftime show will be Vegas' own. Imagine Dragons.
0: And they do put on a good show. They put on a great we show. Can, yeah, we can going that for that. Yeah. Uh I, I like that. That's that's my I, prediction. I like that. Uh, I would.
1: It's not uh, going to be swifty. Oh, come on. Are you going to that? Uh, you going to get tickets to that? Taylor Swift? No, no. In in the theaters.
0: Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I already have tickets. <laughs> Do you really? Obviously. Are you really? Yeah.
1: Oh, how much were they? I'm not going to share. <laughs> cheaper than cheaper <laughs> than going to the live show. Oh well, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> if uh, I, I, I will say yeah, yeah. Um, for those of you who are Swifties and lost out on on tickets so you're one of the 30 million people that didn't get tickets there is a taylor swift cover band playing at the titan boar this weekend and apparently they're really good swift kick or something like that good name yeah and uh something to check out 19 and over event and yeah i think uh the wife has always said take me to a taylor swift concert
1: it's close you're gonna get
0: Yep. It's like that's uh you ever watch that movie there um New Year's Eve. Yeah. Where Zac Efron takes that older lady and she's like, "Oh, she she wants to do all this is on her life bucket list." Yeah. And one of them is like, "Go see this or whatever." But he kind of plays around with it and just takes her to like a Cover something band
1: so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'll be like, "Here, here, honey. I'm taking you to a Taylor Swift concert.
1: We're going to pre-drink, so you're drunk enough." You'll have no idea. Yeah. There you go. All right. let's it all get sounds these. the same. <laughs> all right. Let's get to Samaki.
0: News and notes from around the queue. All
1: right. Well, we haven't really talked about this one, A, because we only had one episode, and we kind of tried to keep it light as the season uh, premiere, but um, the biggest news of the league uh, is the new fighting rule. mm mm-hmm. um, so in order to prevent physical and psychological violence that will result in minor serious injuries. All right, with that first statement, I'll get to my thoughts later. Um, the queue has sanctioned now. Uh, any player fought to have instigated the fight will receive a one-game suspension. Uh, the person declared to be the aggressor during the fight will receive a minimum two automatic games. Um, and anybody caught fighting will uh, be ejected from... The game. Now this, I know that there's a lot of people complaining on it. A, you might as well stop. They're not going to change their minds. It's not going to get rid of fighting, I don't think. I think you're still going to see maybe one a month. Um, but my biggest thing, and I've had it, I've stayed consistent with through the whole year. You better know what a fight is because the Q had their uh, referee convention mm-hmm in Quebec and in the Maritimes. Um, So there better be a defined in the box definition of what a fight is, as opposed to per referee and game management. And I'm sorry, in order to prevent physical and psychological violence that may result in minor or serious injury or in extreme circumstances death, maybe we don't call heading from behind into the boards two minutes where you don't see that coming. That's my thing. A little bit of harsher penalties on the, the elbows, uh, or the legal hits, the hits from behind. That's what I'm hoping comes from this. I don't think it's going to change the way teams play. I still think you're going to have that physical altercation. But you damn sure better figure out what a fight is if you're going to start kicking guys out.
0: Mm-hmm. My- <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to touch this because I know it's a very sensitive subject for some people. Mm. Am I in favor of it? I mean, I'm kind of on the. I'm on the edge, you right. know. Uh, I, I understand where they're going with it, but I also. A fight can change the momentum of a game,
1: which yeah. is huge in junior hockey.
0: Yeah, and so right now you're saying, okay, well you can't fight, so. What's a t- what's a what's a player gonna go? What what what's a player or or a team gonna do now to try to change the momentum of a game? Well, they're I don't I hate to say it, but are they gonna go and try to lay a nasty hit to get the crowd yeah, into yeah. it or something? You know, yeah. there's 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 gonna be something. There's gonna be a loose cannon or two around the league um, that's gonna I guess make a mess of this. And I don't know who it is. I don't know. Who, I mean, there's a few that are that were in the league last year that are have graduated. They're not playing again this year, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't. Th- I think we've kind of lost that the connection that 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 I guess the the league needs to have with the fans. Like this is this is something that. I know they're not, the league's not going to consult with fans on whether there should be right. fighting or, or whatever in the league because the fans are going to say, we want fights. You know, you've, you you see like little scuffles after the whistle and you hear like the five and six year olds are like, fight, 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 yeah. fight, fight. Yeah. Well, these five or six year olds are not going to realize that there's no more fighting in this league. So they're still going to chant, fight, 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 yeah. fight. You know, there's, it's nothing like that's going to change. Um, if you really want to see, uh, someone who is really passionate about fighting. Um, if you're on TikTok, go, uh, go check out Sawyer Hene, um, you know, the, the creator of uh, country Liberty, obviously he fought. That was his job in the queue mm-hmm. with the moose heads was to fight. Uh, and he posted a video probably two or three minutes long. And even got uh, interviewed by CTV Atlantic about the whole story. And he's, he's, I think he speaks everybody's, everybody's feelings. You know, he's he's speaking from experience, and I think eventually, give it a year or two. You know, th- these fans are not going to be just making fun of the Q. They're also going to be making fun of the OHL and the WHL because yeah. they're they're going to soon be following suit, right? Like you're going to go to the Memorial Cup and one league's not allowed to fight. Well, what are you going to do if a if an OHL player drops the gloves? Right, if yeah. a Q player drops the gloves too, is that the Q, Q player suspended for the following game of the Memorial Cup? Well, no, because it's a, it's CHL rules. Yeah. Right. And Gatno, uh, Ottawa, and the exactly the interleague games. Yeah. Right. Like those are those rules. If the game is in Gatineau, is it no fighting? And then the next night it's in Ottawa, and you're allowed to fight. Yeah. You know, there. This is something that needs to be. You're either going to bring back fighting and have harsher penalties, or you're going to make it a CHL-wide rule. Personally, I think you should bring back fights and just have stricter penalties. As foolish as this sounds, as a five-minute major, make it a 10-minute major. Right? You sit for longer. That just sounds stupid. You know?
1: I don't mind kicking the guys out. No. If they fight. Like, I, I got no problem getting them out. Automatic game is contact we going to fight? Sure. Yeah. Like, you're done for that game. Whether And if you fight in the third period instead of the last 10 minutes, mm-hmm. it's an automatic game. Mm-hmm. Like... We're never going back to the the guys standing on the blue line, the Jody Shelleys and the Rick Rippins and Matthew Barnaby's and that that are going out there to fight. And that's fine. I, I don't like I, I never was a fan of just the guys going out and gooning each other. Yeah. Did it get me pumped up at a hockey game? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't need that for like I didn't go to a fight or a hockey game looking for a fight. I I, I barely even noticed that Moncton had seven fights last year, mm-hmm. and other than Barbachev and Depont, I can't tell you another one.
0: No, I can't either.
1: And they were third in the league, so there was ten for Bathurst, eight for Saint John, seven for Moncton, mm-hmm. and then Gatineau at four. Cape Breton Islander, Cape Breton, uh, the Islanders, the Oceanic, Shawinigan, Victoriaville. But look, two. Who, who,
0: look, who's at the bottom of the last, last list?
1: Yeah, Halifax, Ottawa, Quebec, and Quebec, Quebec with one, one fight. fight.
0: Memorial Who Cup won the Champions. Ch- Memorial Cup champions.
1: Right? So it, it's it's even the Ottawa sixty sevens had one fight.
0: Yeah. So it's it's the that's obviously not a stat that's gonna be the same every year. The team that fights the, the least is gonna win the championship. No, yeah. that's not the case. But the league can have that argument that, well, the Ramparts only had one fight last year and they won a championship. If you wanna win a champ if you wanna win a championship, don't fight. Yeah. That's it's a it's a silly argument, but if the league wants to back up with facts, yeah, there is your fact. All right, so it's it's a touchy subject. Uh, we saw Willie Palov retweet Ryan Whitney. I'm not sure if it was Ryan uh, Whitney spit and chicklets, spit and chicklets um, about how
1: him just commenting about how in five I think it was like in five years the queue is going to be this and it was like in a hockey unicycle
0: with... hockey but the funny thing is is Ryan Whitley Ryan Whitney played NCAA and there's no fighting in college hockey yeah. right Which, so and... and if you look at the replies of really really well up, really well really <laughs> Palov's tweet yeah people were just like it's a joke man can't you take a joke well you know he's clearly got a point he's yeah. trying to make a point and I think he's got a he's got a valid argument. Like I'm not, am I going to miss fighting? No, I'm not going to miss fight. I don't go to watch. I don't go to hockey to watch the fight. No, you know it's it's not it's not the 1990s anymore. The 19 the 2000s. You don't have a specific. I remember going to the Q games, where in the early in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was literally a designated enforcer on every yeah. team. Yeah, you know. Like Moncton said, Jacques Le riviere whose nickname was the Killer.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was
0: Jared Thomas. Yeah. There was, you know, there was Trevor Ettinger, rest in peace. You know, like it's, it's, that's not life right now. No, you know, it's, it's a different style of hockey. I like the new style of hockey. I don't care for the fights. I don't care if there's fights. I don't care if it's banned. I'm going to watch the game. I'm not like I,
1: like I said. I was, I was at every game and watched every road game. It was at every home game. And I literally can't tell you any of the fights other than Barbership. Yep. Yeah. And in that game where Halifax was up 4 nothing, and the Wildcats came back all the way to win, I don't even think they had a fight in that one to change the momentum. I think mm-hmm. it was a big hit on Boucher, but I don't think it was a fight uh, to change that. But, yeah, it's not going anywhere. Um, this is going to be the rule, and they're either – all of the CHL is going to get behind it and – I mean, all of Junior A across Canada is wearing full face masks now. So yeah. um, eventually, the three leagues have to come together on synergy in this league because they don't have it at the trade deadline. They don't really have it at uh, when the season starts. And so this is something that they're going to get behind, or eventually the Q is going to bring it, bring allow fighting a little bit, but have a little harsher penalties without kicking without kicking guys off mm-hmm. um, off the ice on it. So. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of—I mean—that was the biggest news, and we didn't touch on it last week, obviously, because it's kind of a touchy subject. So let's get uh, let's get to the team you're here to listen to. Wildcats training camp report. So the Wildcats go one and two in the first three preseason games, uh, both losses to Bathurst on back-to-back nights, uh, seven to five and well, I like think six one. Uh, and then they go Oops, into cares. yeah, and they go into Gate Breton. And they get a victory um, Which is nice to see them finally get a victory in Cape Breton Because it didn't seem like we could ever win there uh, Last year So they obviously had some cuts Coming into the part 2 of the training camp Thanks to Mm -hmm. C-Shep As the OHL starts getting their camps going Um, Any I don't want to say shocks But any surprises for you um, On the guys that didn't have a chance To come to the second half of camp uh, Other than the Quebec guys
0: are you asking which which cuts were surprises or which guys have made it? That's either
1: sp- either one, because I got a cut that was a surprise. But
0: I, I think we can say that Isaiah Perron was a surprise, uh, just because of how well he performed mm-hmm. in in the tra- in the exhibition games. Uh, but at the same time, it, it got to a numbers game, and there really wasn't much room for for the young guys, and you know there was. With the signing of of Sumpf, <laughs> and uh, you know you're you're not gonna cut Denoyer, no. you're not gonna cut Carrier, you know you're you're not gonna draft Sebastian Glass just to send him back to Europe. Once you, you know th- those are four spots. I mean, if it wasn't for those four forwards right there, he's you know Perron has a spot on the team. Yeah, but um, I think the big surprise is
1: I think maybe the surprise on top of that. Yeah. Was that they traded him instead of sending him back so they could use him as a emergency call up when they're in Quebec kind of thing? Maybe like, one, but you've got guys that um, he's a free agent, so yeah. you 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 got
0: something back for exactly. a player That's that you didn't say. spend anything on. Yeah. And uh, like the same thing with um, who's the other one that got traded there? Like Ray, yeah, um, he got traded, and Dume. Uh, Dume. again. Dume was a late round pick, and you got a fifth round pick for him and if he plays if he's still playing in the league at 19 it gets upgraded to a third round pick yeah. uh, so that's not really a bad um a bad condition uh obviously the big surprise is Nathan dubray on on defense that's still kicking around and he's a sieJp guy so he's got a spot yeah you know you're you can't you can't do much with him now he's on he's he's won the he's the earn your jersey hashtag that we're using you know he he came in uh probably yeah as a candidate mm. uh but definitely the biggest surprise at at training camp you can his progression last year was was nice but for him to come in and and get one of the jobs on on the back end was shocking but also you know earned it
1: I think for me, and I said this to you, when the cuts came out, um, I was surprised they didn't keep three goalies. I was surprised Keegan Warren didn't make the second um, style of cuts because I thought he played really good in the Mm -hmm. preseason games. And, you know, you look at the two games against Bathurst and Maverick Welk and him played, and they played very well in both. And then the two goalies that came in after just weren't quite there. And I thought, well, you know, Welk being the free agent, um, sometimes gives you a leg up because you're invited to camp but you still got to earn it Um, I thought those two would maybe and with only three games left it's really tough maybe if they had four they could divide the games up a little bit and give them each one game and go from there but you kind of got to get Simon work but um, I thought Warren might get in there because I thought he was solid Um, but like you said you love it Simon, Welk that's your group have mm-hmm. them together build that chemistry and uh, and go from there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, uh, you're right though. Keegan Warren was really was really good, uh, and I think he's he's got what it takes to play in this league. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if, not necessarily, obviously he's not eligible for waivers, but I I think you'll probably see him probably dealt at Christmas where a team might want not necessarily not a championship team but a rebuilding team that just wants yeah. you know somebody with with in this case you'll have one and a half years of junior a experience at that point uh, which is which can go a long way you know maverick welk didn't even play in, this case, in ontario it's considered junior a <laughs> but it's not the junior up, a, the junior. upper tier right. junior a yeah um, funny, th- I, th- I think he he it was E-O-J-H-L, which <laughs> to me is more like a junior B. Right. He actually got called up to play junior A, but didn't even play. Oh, really? So for him to go from a junior B straight to a backup job in the queue is, I mean, that's... That's pretty good. Another, another excellent find by the scouting team. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Keegan Warren he can play in this league. He's yeah. got the size and uh, his composure. Yep his 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 goaltending ability speaks for itself, and he will find he'll find a he'll find a team.
1: And that's just one of those ones where adding a free agent is awesome, but when you can add an 11th round selection, no 14th round selection. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being a backup or turns into a starter or whatever. That's the that's the late round finds you want. But um, like I was saying to some other people, I was like, yeah, well, he's going to your, he's going back to Jaramith. He's on their roster. But mm-hmm. hey, if the Steamers need a goaltender up in uh, Buctush, that's a nice little trade because they seem to be getting all the players from around here. But that's that's a nice little in your backyard. He's real close. If if something goes.
0: House, he's still close he's still close in the Yarmouth but he's you know five six but, hours
1: away. it's yeah. you know but that's there's... somewhere he's you know could practice with the team yeah. be around the team yeah. and you know just kind of have that that situation mm-hmm. but, um i I did get a few messages on Cyprian after his two goal effort on that first Oh game. yeah, yeah um
0: you know where he signed? no, he signed with the OCN Blizzard, so he's going to uh, join Eric Labrosse. Playing Smart. with a Manitoba, is it
1: Man- Manitoba Manitoba, yeah.
0: Manitoba Junior A, yeah. yeah so. So. so, I noticed that signed with them, and so I'm not sure if we'll call up a player from <laughs> Manitoba, but, but hey, um, again, things have a happened, big but... uh, a big year for him, and you know he could be another player that's um, that maybe another a Q team wants some depth, you know, a third uh, a third line player or uh, yeah. or a fourth line player, and he just gets another opportunity.
1: But again, I mean, you you go to the Wildcats Twitter, you look at the roster, I mean, goaltending is set. Mm It's pretty simple. Um, Defense, I mean, they grabbed a couple extra guys because Moran and Plundelski are going to NHL camps Mm -hmm. from um, Kevin Barrett's article. Uh, But you look at the forward group, and it's... It's 14. Yeah, where are you going? Like, that's your forward group. Um, So it's really interesting what they're going to be doing with the... The players we talked about a lot last year, yep. being on the outside looking in on that defense core, because if DeBrille is a C. Shep player, so that means he cannot go back to Quebec. Like he, he can't.
0: Is. And um, when you get a look at it, um, Lonsberry's going to NHL camp, Sumpf is going to NHL camp, and Loching's going to NHL camp. So you're, you're going to be down to eleven forwards by the middle of September, probably. Yeah, uh, I think schlender is still with the team. Oh, is he? Okay. Easton sh- Slender.
1: Good name. Good solid name. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be in there, and then you know mm-hmm. maybe Valentine will get some forward work and be that go between type player that uh, the Wildcats love to draft. But yeah, you look at the you look at the roster, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see them play like yeah this Friday, because um, and that's what I hate about that's one of the many things I hate about that C-ship rule is (laughs) I would like to see a combination of, you know, Cooper Cormier and Jack Hayne and Loshing, just to see the guys play the next level. I'm not picking on these guys. I'm just saying, you know, Luke Moran, love to see him play as a defenseman in like with better Q type players. And that's where I think we kind of get robbed of training camp because, like, what's the point of these last three preseason games? The rosters are set. There's yeah. going to be a few guys going to dub camps. That's about it. Like, it's kind of meh. I mean, and you've been. So, a-
0: so Cooper Cormier, like guys, Cooper Cormier, Luke Moray, Jack Kane, Siegip has nothing no, 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 to do with no. them, right? Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah.
1: But, like, it's. I just meant it's a whole total rule. I think
0: part of it is. The junior, their Junior A teams also want them for the start of their Ju- training camps, yeah. right? Um, so you've, you've got to take that into into consideration as well. Like, it's um, they're, the teams that they're going to play for this year want them at the start of their camps. And mm. Junior A camps started, you know, they're already playing exhibition games. I think Junior A camps opened last Thursday or last Friday. Yeah. Which would line up with when they r- were released, right? So... I think that's kind of part of it, um, but yeah, the whole siege up thing is foolish because WHL camps only opened two days ago.
1: OHL camps opened on uh, the thirty first. Yeah, and we've been that's why here. I was able to go to Niagara's camp because we were at Niagara Falls. Yep, uh, that's a one time place, by the way. Um, <laughs> I've been there twice. Yeah, and then coming okay. back, I, I'd go in the winter to see the falls in the winter, mm-hmm. um, and then on the way back, it's like. They just happen to have a pro- team white practice. So I'm like, all right, let's just pop in, see the arena, look around and leave. And yeah, like that's, that's when camps, that's to me what camps are like. Figure it out. And they never will. They'll never change it. And we, we're going to have the same discussion. You can bookmark this uh, for September 5th, 2024. November 6 we we're gonna have the same discussion about CJ next year yeah. being uh, being one of the terrible rules. But uh, you want to get to a guest, sir? Actually, a oh, couple it guests. It that time, it is that time. We got oh. a couple guests. Are you ready? I'm ready. All
0: right. View
3: from the other bench.
1: All right. Well, again, it's our preseason look around the Maritimes Division. This week, we're gonna go uh, to Halifax and Saint John. Uh, so we're gonna get this thing started with the Halifax Mooseheads and friend of the show Willie Paloff. Willie, how you doing?
4: Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing well.
1: Doing well. Yeah, got a nice holiday, good. recharged, ready to go. The season is upon us. Um, I guess. How are things going in camp? I know the Mooseheads have their their roster settled. Just anything that really shock you on the camp side?
4: No, not really. Uh, they have a core back. Uh, you guys probably already know this. Uh, a yeah. bunch of players who went all the way to game six of the league championship last year, uh, and are back this year. Um, but most of their losses were up front. So, um, I thought maybe they would do ha- bring in a third 20 year old by now. They only have two guys in camp, but by the sounds of it, they're going to wait probably till uh, closer to Christmas time to fill that spot. So kind of the theme so far in camp is, has been mostly what the new forwards look like. And, uh, you just I, I was talking to Cam Russell today, the, the general manager, and he was saying how uh, they're excited about all these young guys. And, and part of the idea is to maybe not fill that spot so they can just let these guys get even more ice time for the first, I don't know, 20, 30 games. So uh, that's been the biggest thing that I've noticed so far.
1: It's, it's interesting you brought up Cam because I, I asked this at the dra- or at Christmas trade deadline last year and at the draft. Um he kind of stood pat. He made a lot of moves at the Christmas deadline to get his team to game six. And like I said on one of the shows, I mean, I don't know how... I know that the GMs usually of the top teams get the award nominations, but I don't know how Cam Russell doesn't get that award. Um, are you kind of surprised he didn't make a few moves to add, like you said, in the in the, in the the top end? I mean, you're losing Biasca LaRue um, five of your top six scores. Like, I don't even know if there's a player out there that you can you can kind of replace him. Are they kind of holding up that hopefully Dume comes back if he doesn't surprise in Columbus?
4: Yeah, well, right now, uh, you kind of what I've alluded to there is they they have some really good building blocks up front. Dume, of course, is the biggest one. And then uh, Marcus Viticek and Matthew Cataford. And then there's, there's quite a drop-off after that, um, where they'll definitely be getting a 20-year-old score at some point. You'll have to be a top-six player um but i you know when i look around the league right now i don't see many that would get anyone excited so i get the impression they're going to want to see maybe if uh, some middle of the pack teams maybe by november december start to realize they're not going to make any noise let's cash out a good score get something now um so i think that's the approach cuz if there's a big hole on the team it's secondary scoring after those top 3 um as you mentioned, right? Like, you can't yeah. take players like Josh Lawrence and Zach LaRue and uh, Alex Doucette, even Evan Boucher out of your lineup. And, uh, you know, that's well over 100 goals. So uh, they've got to find somebody there. But at the same time, the uh, prices they paid last year to get Doucette and Lawrence uh, pretty much emptied their bank of picks for for this year and some next year too. So they're going to have to be really... Targeted about who they get and and what they can give up to get that player.
0: Yeah, I think I calculated uh, they're based on the players that that have graduated or will be playing in the pros this year. One hundred and thirty nine goals. <laughs> are yeah, being that, deducted. That sounds right. Yeah, being deducted from the Mooseheads lineup. Like that's a huge chunk of the yeah. offense, and you know, I know there's it likely won't happen, but there is that small chance you know columbus doesn't have a very deep lineup you know if if for you know for if jordan Dume, you know let's say happens to make the blue jackets that just completely changes the moosehead season does it not
4: oh that's an understatement for sure i mean you're talking about uh, you know the defending league scoring champion and mvp mm-hmm. yeah uh who's now a year older and better and uh you know he's uh he's one third of their only really super dangerous line. I mean unless they spread those three guys around. Um and he's also I mean I'm stating the obvious he's huge on the power play and all those things. So I mean personally I don't I don't see him making the blue jackets but There are occasions, as you you kind of mentioned, where players do surprise. um, Patrice Bergeron, right? So who knows? Like Columbus is a team that needs something, right? So uh, even if they kept him for part of the year and then sent him to World Juniors Mm -hmm. and he misses games, like all these things add up. So, uh, again, I I think he'll be here probably to start the season. Um, But, yeah, like, uh, you know – as I mentioned earlier, you take Duset and Lawrence, the top two playoff scorers in the league last year, second or third in regular season scoring. Zach Larue would have been high up there had he not missed a bunch of games and mm-hmm. I mean, it's those are huge huge holes.
0: Yeah, one one bright spot in Halifax's lineup is definitely their their defense. I mean, that's probably going to be that's a solid group and that's probably going to be one of the top defensive groups in 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 all of hockey. Um, well, I should say Q, not all of hockey, you know, let's, let's be specific here, but, um, did it surprise you when, when Brady James, I guess, was, was released? Uh, because at this point, I mean, personally, you probably, you definitely could have got some sort of assets for him.
1: Whether at right. Christmas or the draft, yeah.
0: So it, it's he probably knew he was coming in as as the backup, given how successful Rousseau was last year. But in your honest opinion, Willie, really, like, was it bad asset management by Cam Russell to not at least try to get something for him?
4: Well, the the problem is is really that there are very few twenty year old backup goalies in the league, mm-hmm. and two or three years ago when Brady came in the league, he, he was really, really good. He uh, took some minutes from Alex Gravel um, and had a pretty good start to his second year. But then he just got into a funk. And I mean, I'm not picking on the kid, but uh, he would tell you himself that he didn't ever play as well as he did maybe in his first, I don't know, maybe 40 or 50 games in the league. Mm-hmm. And as a 20-year-old, there are plenty of 20-year-old goalies in the league but you have to be the starter, um, and Mathis Russo in Halifax is going to play a minimum of 50 games this year. He, he, To me, he's one of the top two or three goalies in the league. Uh, Brady knew that. I mean, there was no jealousy or anything involved like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I think had there been a team interested in Brady, uh, a trade would have happened. So I think that's kind of how these things play out is – he obviously came to camp and realized that at some point they were going to use that third twenty-year-old spot for scoring. Um, they already had a number of goalies going to play eighty percent of the time, and and then they w- were ready to move on even in, in August, right? So uh, tough for him. He's a really nice kid, and I think he's a pretty good goalie. But um, you know, if he were nineteen years old, it, he'd be here. He'd be the backup. There'd be no questions asked. But unfortunately, he's he's kind of one year too old.
1: It kind of reminds me of the Cole, Cole McLaren situation too, where he was behind Gravel and then he was supposed to be the starter and then just it wasn't trade or anything. He just kind of was released and everyone was shocked by it. And it just, for a team that, the reason I think I was so shocked by it is the team that's losing all the scoring is going to, has a good decor, one of the better ones in the queue. And then you're going to play a lot on Rousseau. You're going to want that veteran backup. And so how, confident are they in in the backup i think it's magic that's backing up for miller milner i knew, it was, I, knew milner, it was yeah. I knew it was yeah M., well so.
4: they know jack i mean i don't i don't think they're uh expecting jack miller to play i mean a max number of appearances to me would probably be twenty, unless they have injury problems right um but he's a good team guy he's he's a steady backup um but you know the other side of that is if they get to a point where maybe he has a stretch where they're not quite comfortable with, with his readiness, then there are always backups, uh, around the league. Cause, yeah. um, it's one of those positions where I mean, you only need two on a team. Right. And, uh, there's all kinds of good, good goalies out there. It's just, uh, you know, you need, as, as you guys mentioned, you need somebody maybe who's played a little more than uh, a rookie would just to, to make yourself feel comfortable. But, uh, right now they seem ready to go and if if uh if jack uh you know has a slow start then maybe they'll change course but uh as far as i know they seem pretty comfortable um because you know the plan would be for the for the number one to play all the time in the playoffs so you have to kind of count on that too
1: so i don't know what the expectations were coming into the season last year i don't think it was get to game six of the final i think it was just win the division and kind of make some noise in the playoffs. And then the Lawrence trade kind of shifted things. So um, you go to game six and a lot of the times in the junior hockey cycle, you go to game six of the finals and that draft is a restock of the cupboards. And and Cam's got to, like like you said, he's got to be very meticulous on the trades he makes. So is it a, a championship or bust mentality for this team? If knock on wood, everyone kind of stays healthy or what's the mindset of, a, the fans and Cam Russell going into the season with, uh, we didn't even touch on that, a new coach.
4: Yeah, well, a new <laughs> old coach, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, Jim's, Jim Midgley was there five years ago uh, after seven years with the team um, and is five years more experience now. He's coming off two years in the NHL with the Rangers. So that makes him automatically a much better coach even when he was here and he was already a pretty good coach. So right. um, Jim is going to have, I think, a good year uh back in the saddle and uh yeah i do think it's championship or bust because with the junior cycle you have to go when you've got the guys Mm -hmm. um you're you're usually you know you're going to get one year and if you're lucky you'll get two you don't often get three contending years out of a out of a high cycle like that and uh last year was a year where they were they were willing to kind of play it out for the first I don't know, 20 or 25 games of the year and then felt comfortable uh, pushing some chips in. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but uh, they knew they'd have this core back. And, and keep in mind, too, like when you have one of the best goalies in the league, and, and in my mind, uh, easily the best defense in the league, uh, that's a pretty good starting recipe.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean, you're talking about Jake Furlong back there, one of the best 19-year-olds in the league. David Morvitz comes back at 20. I mean, this is a guy who played pro two years ago um and then a whole bunch of other guys so uh they'll get some offense from back there too and that will offset a little bit but uh a guy like jim will be able to to build a strategy around what personnel he has so um that that's kind of the way i see it as i mentioned earlier they don't have a ton of assets to trade and cam's not a general manager that likes to trade away young players even as as future considerations so um they might they might go and and get a, a reasonably priced 20 year old and if if they have to get one more veteran uh, winger or center at the deadline but uh outside of that they they might have enough to to maybe go all the way this year too.
0: All right, here's the here's the tough one and and the last one before we uh before we let you go. Uh give us your uh is it called the Gilles Corto trophy now? Yeah. The Gilles Corto yeah. trophy. I guess the, uh, the, your finals prediction, let's put it that way. Well,
4: it's, it's funny. Uh, the reverse of what the Mooseheads have done as far as building through primarily the draft is, is uh, going on in Ruin-Noranda. That's a team that does draft really well and has some really good building blocks that are homegrown. But if you go back and review some of the trades they made, bringing in some excellent veteran players, I could see them – and the Mooseheads being in that final, of course, a lot of it will depend on uh, division rankings and like they've got a funny format for how it all yeah, sort of yeah. lands worst. out with semifinals and that kind of thing. The worst La- format <laughs> last year being a good example yeah, with yeah, you know, Quebec and Gatineau playing in one semi and yeah. Sherbrooke and Halifax in the other. Those yeah. are four teams you could you could pull two out of the hat and and not go wrong. Yeah. So, but sure, yeah, in September, I would say those two teams look the best. And, uh, you know, then then sometimes a lot changes in a hurry at Christmas when uh, when other teams are even more aggressive than what we see here in Halifax. Yeah. That's common, too. So um, that's what I'll say right now. But I also say that you never know with the Quebec League because everything changes in December, January.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we won't we're going to hold you to it until Christmas right. and then we'll give you one chance if you want to reevaluate it when we have you on for our uh, Trade deadline shows. Uh, if that works for you, Willie, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time, and um, hopefully we can connect more this season. And, and good luck there in Halifax.
4: Yeah, my pleasure. Always great talking to you guys. Thanks. Thank you. All right.
1: All right, and then we switch from uh, Halifax to our provincial rivals, uh, the Saint John Sea Dogs, and now I don't even know where he is. Like usually he's in a junior ring, so you assume he's at a training camp. Um, but with none of those left, he could be in an NFL rink or NFL stadium. He could be in Kansas city getting ready to go. We never know where the dude is. We tracked him down again. Uh, good friend of the show. We just figured out he is leading the most episodes as a guest on the show. Uh, Mr. Jamie Tozer, how are you and where are you?
5: I'm doing well guys. Thank you very much. Uh, truly honored to be leading the (laughs) the leaderboard as well. Uh, so thanks for having me back. I'm I'm just in St. Stephen actually, nowhere nowhere, nowhere too crazy. Oh,
1: and exactly still old. still
5: preseason for everyone, right? Still preseason. So yeah. in, in fairness, once, uh, what's that?
1: In fairness, we recorded this on Tuesday, so your flight to Kansas City leaves when this comes out. <laughs> like, have you been to Arrowhead? Yeah. Are you doing NFL stadiums? What do what's what's before we get to the Seahawks? What's next on the stadium venture?
5: Well, you know what? I've actually never been to an NFL game, which is weird. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, never been to an NFL. I think I've only been in one NFL stadium ever. And actually, which T is Swift weird concert, too. Right?
1: What's that? And it was for the T Swift concert in Gillette. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no. What's next? Uh, so I got uh, the two new CHL rinks. That's kind of the big quest uh, this season. So yeah, hopefully, knocking wood, knocking those off this fall um but starting to do uh starting to do college hockey which i know uh, the chl probably won't be too happy about. but um
2: oh, uh, really yeah.
5: really looking forward to doing a lot of these college drinks some of these college drinks look look awesome um and i mention this all the time uh one of the best college drinks in the u.s is the closest one to us the uh, university of maine unreal unreal experience if you've never been down there
1: yeah on our way to the draft in sherbrooke we were talking about chl and i mentioned, I don't know why CHL doesn't come to Maine. And Mr. Boucher said, they would be killed. Yeah. Yeah. The Black Bears would take...
0: There is a market. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's fun time, though. When you walk into the gas station and see the Maine Black Bears everything, there is a market (laughs) um, um, for that. So from one blue and black team to your blue and black team... Nice transition. um, Thank you. (laughs) Nice transition. Uh, I was practicing. I was really hoping he was going to talk about Maine. Yeah. what's happening what are we, we guys are going in out it's uh you know wasn't very much fury at the draft for the stella era but uh pre wine i mean cole burge is out olivia Bordeaux is out mateo mann comes in and then you signed the Leve levee the lever. goaltender lever see my alberta thinking french kicks in when i see <laughs> that name that sounds like it should be pronounced french um <laughs> comes in as the uh as the vet i mean quite a quite an off season so far quite a training camp for for the stella era
5: yeah not like uh not a ton of uh quantity of moves but like the the moves that were made were certainly impactful um like you mentioned you know pretty pretty quiet draft and even looking at the roster there's you know only a couple guys from that draft class or two or three four guys from that draft class that are probably going to be on the team all year so um you know kind of an uneventful draft which is you know kind of what we expected just given that they didn't have any first round picks. Um, but yeah, certainly the, the Berber's trade was, was a a big deal. Um, probably put St. John back a little bit this season, but, um, certainly for two first round picks, that's a trade. I don't think anyone could have, you know, turned down. Um, um, so it kind of is what it is. Certainly will probably hurt St. John this season. I think they're going to have a hard time scoring there. There's not a lot of, uh, Proven offensive weapons that are kind of older, and other than you know Peter Reynolds, obviously um, the two imports Mateiko and Simic, um, but you know kind of beyond that, they're they're open guys, um, really step up up front, um, and have a few surprises as well. So kind of see where that goes. But the the defense is really interesting. They've like for a, a rebuilding team, this is kind of an older defense group, which is kind of odd um you know they got mathis goche they traded for at the draft they brought in mateo man so two older guys that are going to be able to kind of provide some some cue experience to to the rest of the group And they've got some returning guys nate tivy uh joseph ainello um nicola bilito all three of those guys are pretty impressive last year um and then kind of complementing those th- that group is two rookies and matthew McLean, who's who's a 17 year old rookie and then uh benjamin amyot both of those guys look really good in camp so An interesting defense group. Kind of curious to see how they play uh, defensively. Um, But of course, this is you know St. John's preseason hockey, so there's obviously um, questions in goal like there is pretty much every year. Um, I I really don't know what to expect in that. Um, They're going to have, looks like Patrick Lever, who's an OA from Ontario, comes in. Um, Had just okay numbers in the OHL, so we'll kind of just see how he goes here in the queue. Looks like... Um, Justin Robinson, who was a 2022 pick, is going to be the backup. That's not confirmed yet, but looks like he's going to be the number two. So, um, two guys in that who have no Q experience. Obviously, Lever has some OHL experience, but brand new to the Q. So, uh, once again, the C are going to enter the season with some some questions in that. So, we'll see how that goes.
0: Mm-hmm. The uh, the acquisition of uh, Matteo Mann, uh, I think, caught a lot of people off guard just based on, I guess, the direction uh the sea mm-hmm. the dogs are going in um over under 3.5 months uh of how long he plays for the sea dogs
1: wait a minute. Wait a, <laughs> minute wait a minute wait a
5: minute i i think he could be here all year we'll see though i think he could be here the year uh, but yeah I, I don't think there's any real secret uh I think the does hope that man comes in is excellent and they can flip him for more than what they got him for. I don't think there's much yeah, that's, much uh, secret. I don't think there's much secret about that.
0: <laughs> so we'll go with the under on uh, on 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the over. Well,
1: over would be January. January. So, yeah. He's going to give him a couple games <laughs> Then yeah. when they come back just yeah. before the World Juniors ends, so it's going to be.
0: Uh, so if he's traded by, uh, let's say December the twentieth, uh, <laughs> then it's the uh, that it's the under. Yeah. Anything uh,
1: past December twentieth, is the over. Is that how it works? I All think right, so. Let's yeah. do that. Uh, Peter Reynolds probably won't uh, play the full season here, eh?
5: I I will be surprised if he does get traded. I think they're going to have a hard time dealing him. Um, This is, from everything I know, I think if Peter Reynolds wants to be traded and there's a team available that wants him and he's willing to go there, I think that trade will happen. But I'm just not sure that's going to happen. I think it kind of just depends on the contending teams. um, If they have a need for an overage forward, Um, I could see them reaching out and trying to work out a deal with Peter Reynolds. But... um, I think the team has kind of accepted that he's probably going to be here for the year. Um, but I think if they can work out a deal, great. But if not, I think they're kind of okay uh, with him being here for the year. And, again, like this this team's probably going to struggle offensively. So him, him being here for the year uh, isn't going to be a, a, a bad thing.
1: Right. Cause the only reason I ask is the guy we just had on, Willie Paloff. That's a team that needs another – Twenty-year-old yep. needs a little bit of depth scoring, and last yep. time a sea dog went over there, it worked out pretty well. I mean, they technically said he scored fifty goals, but really not quite all for them. But hey, that's uh, that is what yeah. it is. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not scoring, you're going to need some players coming back that can maybe put the puck in the net. And Halifax isn't even a, in a position where they got some young fourth liners that can score that they can move for Peter Reynolds. Yep. So it'll be an interesting decision on on where they go um, with him. But I guess obviously it's a lot easier when you've got the banners hanging in the, in the rafters. Um, but only two teams miss the playoffs. What is the expectation for this team? Is it, uh, to make the playoffs? Is it to get past the first round? Like what, what is the expectation on this, on this club? Or is it get to Christmas and stock some more of the cupboards if we can?
5: Yeah, I definitely think that I wouldn't be surprised to see this team take a step back after Christmas. Um, I, I could see them dealing a lot of their older guys if they can. Um, I, again, they're still a little light in draft picks, even though you know they're going to be almost two years removed from that Memorial Cup season. They're still light on picks. I think even I think they're going to look for ways to, to help uh, supplement that as much as they can. So we'll kind of see what happens. I I'm sure they're I'm sure they're hoping that some of these older guys they brought in. Um, can kind of deliver and they can deal them for more than they were brought in for. Um, but we'll kind of see. Um, I definitely think I'm sure the expectation or I'm sure the hope is that they can kind of improve upon where they finished last year. Um, I think the cedars were probably a little bit better than what most of us thought last year. Um, and I'm sure they're hoping that they can take a little bit of a step forward this year. Um, and certainly with Bathurst and uh, the in the division, should have some competitive games there, at least. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think the the goal is to make the playoffs again and maybe improve point-wise from where they finished last year. Still a bit of a transition year. You know, that the, there's not a, you know, that young core isn't quite in place yet. I think this time next year we'll probably see a little bit more of, of the young core of the future and a bit more of a, a true direction kind of finalized for, for this next era for the Seahawks. I'll
0: uh, we'll touch on the... Uh... You see, dog's first pick of the draft uh, last summer—a bit of a surprise. Egan Beverage. Uh, what are your, I guess, uh, initial thoughts on his uh, on his place over in camp?
5: Yeah, I watched him at the uh, the rookie camp in the summer, and then again at training camp. Um, pretty, pretty obviously, a, a highly talented forward. Really good skater. Kind of has the extra step that you know elite elite forwards can have. Um, has a really good shot for a player his age too. Um, but what stood out in the preseason games that I don't think any of us really quite knew about is uh, his style of play. Um, I would be willing to bet that over the next few years, Egan Beveridge might be the most talked about player on your podcast who's not a wildcat. I think <laughs> he is going to be very disliked by visiting fans and visiting players. He plays very much a, a Brad Marchand style. He's small straight. like Marchand too, and he can score like Marchand, we'll see. Um, so I think he's going to be uh, a very well-known player in the queue, and I, I'm curious to see uh, how his style uh, kind of adapts to the queues. I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
1: Hmm? I'm out. Sorry, it's up to you? Oh, you said you had one more <laughs> no, question. I, no, I, I mean, are you going to Nelly and TI? I guess that's one more question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably going to pass on that. I saw the tickets. I'm like, 140 bucks. What? I know like one T I yeah. song and it's with Rihanna and I know he ain't coming uh, so I also think parking's ten dollars for that,
5: which now is uh, quite hard.
1: Unless unless I know somebody in the Saint John uh, area that could help me out with tickets. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh a Thursday night, Nelly, I'm just at that age where I'd just rather watch YouTube.
0: Well if you want to go take a ride with me, <laughs> uh you know, it's uh <laughs> Right, let's lead into the, the final question here, yeah, Jamie, because yeah. I kind know things are, are are bumping in Saint Stephen on a on a Tuesday night here. Oh, so yeah. we, we want to yeah. get you uh get you downtown there. So um I know it's early here. Uh games haven't started for real, but uh let's get your premature uh pre no, I can't say it. Jill Corto. Corto Championship Series prediction.
5: Uh I'll take uh, Halifax and Ruin Aranda, and <laughs> two for two. Uh, unlike 2019, I think Halifax is going to pull this out. Even though if they played right now, I think Ruin Aranda would win, but I think Halifax will uh, will do what they have to do to improve.
1: Right. Two for two, both you and Willie had yeah. the same uh, same prediction. I thought maybe one of them might go, one of you might go Drummondville, but um, again, like we said to him, we're going to hold you to it. We're going to pencil it in now. And then we hand right. you off on the on the maritime trade shows. We'll we'll give you one chance to redo if you'd like, or stick with those selections after. Right. Uh, if All that's right. fair, Sounds good. You know? All right, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, I mean, when it's preseason hockey, there's not a lot going on, right? So, um, once again, valued guests, we truly appreciate you giving us the uh, the time and adding one more notch to your uh, your <laughs> guest lead. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
5: Yep. Thank you.
1: I truly do love looking around the league at other other teams, especially in the preseason, especially the C-Shep preseason where it's all the 16-year-olds. But mm-hmm. uh, both great interviews from Willie and, uh, and Tozer. And kind of interesting. They both went Renneranda
0: and Halifax. And
1: Halifax. Um, no Drummondville yet. No Drummondville. Thought, no Victoriaville. I thought maybe one of them might pick Drummondville.
0: Mm-hmm. No Drummondville. No Victoriaville. And those are really your four. Those are your four teams yeah. right now that yeah. that are kind of standing out amongst amongst the crowd. And there could be another team that uh, that gets into that uh, into that group here, probably between now and, and Christmas and, and after Christmas. And uh, that fifth team will be my. Your pick, my pick. Yep, and um, no, it's going to be a very exciting year because yeah, you've. The dominoes are starting to fall. You're starting to see, yeah. you know, the teams that made the, that made the moves at the draft, Maroon Aranda and Drummondville specifically, those are kind of early indications that they're going to be wanting to win a championship this year. Um, Yeah, for me, it, it it's... It, if Dume... I think Dume starts. He might even start with Columbus, you know? I yeah, think yeah. he's one of those guys where... You know he gets nine again, games, but they spread it out,
1: not even nine games, I think no but they he's allowed nine, but they can spread it out for three months and then send him to the world Juniors, right,
0: yeah, or even they might even burn one of his years and just maybe play him until Christmas and then go send him to the world Juniors and then send him back to Halifax, yeah, but at that point, where's Halifax in the standings? you know, does it make sense for them to okay, now we got our guy back, yeah, do we have the tools to? Maybe to to go for it, or do we just say, yeah, let's try to recoup some of those assets we spent we we spent on Lawrence and Doucet, and yeah. you know maybe a mid pack team, retool this, quickly. retool it, yeah. maybe surprise in the first round, yeah. and uh, and go from there. Like it's 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 all going to depend on if and when Dumais gets back to the queue, and that's and that's that. You know, it's
1: and the other wild card is Larue. Right, if he doesn't oh, no. make Nashville and he's no. the extra twenty, there, there's that, there is If that he doesn't make Nashville, he plays AHL. Oh, right, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Forgot about the AHL part. Come on, I, what well, one you've been year? Been doing out of this that? for six years. Yeah, but sometimes teams in the NHL do weird things, right? Like what? What does Columbus's depth chart know. look like? Johnny Gaudreau, and that's it.
0: Johnny Gaudreau, Adam Fantilli. Fantilli. Yeah, because he went Columbus. Yeah, Fantilli. Yeah. Um, Boone Jenner's still there.
1: I That's I mean, Columbus Let me check it through like, out sure. I have no idea what they do
0: 2023 it, So Okay, they got some guys here Sillinger Roslovic, Marchenko Line coralli Kent Johnson hmm. Johnny Goudreau Liam Foodie, Cantilli
1: There's, Antilli, there's definitely a, Yeah, there's definitely a bottom six role in there
0: There's, there's room yeah, for Yeah, there is it, room in there Right? And it's because there's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's and
1: room for him. I don't know how their market is, but if you can add the second best player in the CHL and get some hype around this player, like, I mean, if it's not for Connor Bedard, he wins CHL Player of the Year. Um, that's a pretty good asset to add if you're the if you're the Blue Jackets. So there's definitely a market for him to make it there. And
0: yeah, I mean, on, on elite prospects, they have. The Blue Jackets have 18 Fords listed going into that. I'm assuming that's under contract. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there's guys there that, you know, I think he's probably better. Like who is Nate Schnar? <laughs> no idea. Who is Cameron Butler? No idea. Who is Eric Robinson.
1: You know who they are? They aren't Jordan Dume.
0: No, they're not. And um, if Dume... Yeah, he can probably play a, uh, a six, probably a top... not I wouldn't say top six, but a top nine role yep. in Columbus. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I think there's room for him, but maybe not for the entire season. I think he's one of those guys that plays until maybe November, December, roll Juniors, then gets sent back. And at that point, you've got a – you're Karen Russell. You've got to think, what the hell are we going to do?
1: That's the worst. Like, you can tread water mm-hmm. and probably be close to leading this division by then. Yeah. But you have to have that 100% reassurance mm-hmm. that he's coming back and not mm-hmm. – because you're not starting to make deals, you know, two weeks before the World Juniors or when the World Junior rosters are announced. You're mm-hmm. starting to make them, like, quite early, and you want to have a – a sure promise that he's coming back after the World Juniors if he stays up in Columbus, not like mm-hmm. Richie who gets a player back that can flip him on the 2011th hour of it, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And and, and two is St. John. I mean, they're still kind of in that rebuild year, but they do have some pieces. And yep, I'm going to take the under on uh, Mateo Man, mm-hmm. uh, The trade to me just seems like let's go get some pieces to get back more pieces than we gave up to recoup some of our cupboards because, as a nineteen year old there are some some teams that could use them and uh, strengthen their decor even more than that,
0: yeah, and like uh just get back on back on the Halifax topic, you know, to quote Aerosmith lead singer Stephen Tyler oh, when boy. he was a judge on American Idol when Scotty McCreary was auditioning to hell with fire, save matches, <laughs> fuck a duck, and see what hatches. <laughs>
1: You got the, uh, you got the, the explicits going today. That's your, <laughs> what's in that PSL over there, button? Okay. Cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're part of that. Are you ready for a preseason, everybody's favorite part of the show?
0: Uh, yes, because, uh, it ready? says he forgot, but he's ready.
1: All right. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show.
3: Eric Murray, realtor, buyer house from him. Stick tap of the week.
0: I usually never get to intro guests. No, you so, don't. So this is uh, an, an honor for me and uh, him. for for him as well uh, to introduce our, our our next guest and uh, this week's recipient of the stick tap of the week. We are joined by Alex Pittsburgh Arsenal. Alex, how are you?
3: Hey, thanks for having me, boys. And yes, I'm definitely honored that uh, Boucher did the intro.
0: Well, uh, it's, always, uh, it's always nice to have uh, some first-timers, uh, love to, we love to pop cherries here on the, uh, on the Wildcast podcast, and uh, uh, no, we're obviously here to talk about your, uh, your Al's pals, that's uh, obviously garnered uh, lots of attention on uh, social media in, in the past week, and, eating, uh, and even in the uh, Times and Transcript here. Uh, tell us uh, a little more about it, and uh, what made you uh, come up with the idea?
3: Yeah, well, thanks a lot for uh, allowing me the opportunity to talk about it. So, about any one thing, we'll start from the start, I guess, about any one thing that, um, you know, led me to come up with it. I mean, the name, if it's not obvious, it actually come to the office. Uh, from Scott's thoughts, kind of my own uh, play on with that. Um, but as far as the idea, and you know, the wanting to, to help people. I mean, a lot of people inspire me to do that. You know, you have you know, Be- Becca Schofield, everything she did. And you know, she she really did everything, so paying it forward and uh you know, all that stuff. So yeah, definitely someone who wants to pay it forward and help people. And you know, you see a you know, game, game it's a big game against Baker, when you got know, like a thousand people in the stands, you know, like kind of Field.
1: we're kind of losing you there you're breaking
3: Get
1: up uh, I said we're kind of losing you and you're breaking up where are you
3: oh jeez you guys can me be better now yeah there you go <laughs> I was wearing a headset I thought it'd be better. but um yeah so you know you're, you're sitting in an arena with a thousand people uh, kind of gets the wheels turning on how you know how can we improve on that I guess and you know, adding all these different things together kind of led me to where I am. Um Obviously, I had to talk to the wife about it because it is quite the, uh you know, just quite the, uh I don't know, the spend, if you want to call it that. And yeah. uh so at first, she was kind of like, uh, what the heck? We talked, mentioned it at the start of the <laughs> summer. And then as we got closer to the season, I brought it back up again. She's like, oh, you're serious? And I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. Like, you know, I want to do this for know the community and for the newcomers and stuff and so she's on board with it um evidently not something i would do every year but uh you know maybe if it's very successful and all that stuff might have to look at doing some fundraising for next year or something but it's not something i can convince her to allow me to do every year before but uh we'll see where that goes but i'm just taking it uh one year at a time but so what we're doing is uh you know buying Okay. Um, you know that's on top of mine. so give away four tickets to every game um, you know, it can be to families or it can be to you know I've already had a single so you know I had a group of three you know, out in the Philippines and just, you know he just wants to go and see games put in with you know green and family social media is really good off the bat I wasn't really sure how you know many people i'd have but i'm, I'm already uh, over half full i'm already booking into january so you know it's a good problem to have so yeah. i'm gonna tone down on the uh looking for people because <laughs> some people are so excited don't think they can actually wait until January. it like breaks my heart to have to tell them that like yeah by the way you won't be going until january because they're so excited and stuff but um you know the messages i've gotten to uh you know great stories you know they're telling me how long they've been here here and with who and blah blah, blah and all this stuff and uh, the season it hasn't even started yet and started rewarding really so um I think it's gonna be really fun and, um, if you follow along I just wanna. I think we're. You know all the different types of people that'll be uh, attending the games on, on my app, I
1: guess. Yeah, and it's it's one of the we're kind of losing you breaking up every now and then, but people are getting most of it. And like you said, if you follow on on social media, and, and what I love about it when you reached out to ask if we'd have you on is the fact that everybody has all these ideas on on Twitter and wherever, and talking to your friends about how to get more people in. And I've had many ideas and this and that, but. You're actually doing something, and I think that's that's what's the coolest part is you're putting your money, you're and your wife's money where your mouth is for for year one, and like you said, I mean, it's not an easy venture, and, you know, hopefully that whether you can fundraise the next year or not, hopefully the Wildcats kind of take this and think, this is an unbelievable venture, you know, started by you, allow you to do it, but maybe help you corporately somehow to get, more fans involved because yeah we're we're seeing so many people that have never been to a game and and for you to you know do this and and kind of allow people to have that experience i mean i i just went to my first jays game i want to go back to more um it's it's cool when it, when it can be your first game
3: yeah ex- exactly and actually something i didn't mention but something that led me to that is a, a couple of years ago i had a guy come down for work uh, he was from texas he'd never been to a hockey game and uh i brought him out and you know he hadn't even watched the game on tv and to him he, he had so much fun and it's funny he asked me if there was going to be a fight and i said no probably not and sure enough the only game the wildcat game that season that had a fight was that game so he was all pumped about that He even saw a penalty shot so he actually picked a really good one to see and uh yeah as far as doing something i mean you hit the nail on the head there um but i had to do something um it's sad to say I love the Wildcats and everything, but I feel like they don't do, they don't do enough. Uh, even in this instance, you know, I, I them an idea, I emailed it to them, yeah. and uh, just no response. Um, I know one of your dedicated listeners, Lorette, he wrote uh, a very long email with a ton of suggestions last year, um, and I'm sure none of that will be acted upon. And uh, talking to some people in the know, I guess they've had a lot of turnover. So uh, while they do have great people working for them. Um, they kind of, you know, they're doing a lot. They have a lot on their plate. So, yeah. just even just doing the the simple things, such as just renewing regular season tickets and all this stuff, I think they really have their hands full. And it's when you're just, you know, so buried in work, it's hard to be able to think outside the box and implement stuff like that. So they're just kind of, you know, almost just going through the motions and just on autopilot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I took it upon myself and to just do this and you know hopefully with enough media attention maybe it's something they can you know take over in the future or you know if they're willing to do something as far as you know pricing and stuff then maybe it's something i i don't mind doing the work but it's just yeah. not i can't i can't nice. just take three thousand dollars out of my own pocket for season tickets every year or whatever it's going to cost no, and even, if um, it's, even if it's not tickets, right even so, if
1: they you get the tickets and they give the um little merchandise like a foam finger and stuff like that kind of little thing um, to do it. So where a other, like, where can people find out how to get these tickets when, you know, we get into January is, as, as you're kind of booked up until then. And then if anyone's thinking about wanting to do it or has been to the Avenue Center for a concert and isn't quite sure, are these tickets spread out or where are they? What section are they in?
3: so I actually haven't purchased the tickets yet because I was waiting on the Wildcats to, to get back to me. And unfortunately right. they're not even able to purchase the tickets online. Okay. Um, the only way to buy tickets is to go into the office, which is not convenient being downtown. So yeah. I've kind of been putting it off, but obviously they won't sell out. So I'm not really uh, worried about that. Okay. But uh, as far as finding out, you know, Al's pals, uh, rookie fans, I believe is the, the title of the page on facebook uh you can like the page follow along there you can message me there um i know if you know someone or uh, if you're interested in, in participating i can also be emailed at alpalsmongton at gmail.com um you know I, I encourage anybody that that knows someone uh, i feel like everybody would know either a coworker or um you know a friend of a friend that's new or you know, anything like that. Everybody knows someone, mm-hmm. um, that's that's new to, you know, Canada. Uh, it seems like immigration in Moncton has really been rampant the last few years. So, um, there'd be no shortage of uh, families, that's for sure. I just need to get the message out to them, right? Just find mm-hmm. those families.
0: Yep. No, that's awesome, man. Uh, what, what you're doing is, uh, is really great. And yeah, for sure. Like if, if there's one thing that needs to be addressed, uh, in the past few seasons, it's, is the attendance, right? And it's, uh, Especially in the playoffs when, you know, we are <laughs> we'd be lucky to get three thousand people in a in a playoff game is
1: uh I mean that just can't happen. Yeah. Not everybody's got Bedard coming. So it is, <laughs> yeah. it, it is a league wide issue, but you know, it seems to be a monkton issue and it's good to see someone actually doing something.
0: Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Look, man, um that's uh Unless you have anything else to add, that's uh, that's all the time I mean, we uh, we need. Uh, we need from this guy.
1: He's a big fan. We should probably <laughs> ask him what his thoughts on camp so far. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's. Uh, I guess your your thoughts on camp, and maybe let's let's get your QMJHL uh, finals prediction.
3: Oh, geez, probably put me on the spot <laughs> with that. Um, so I haven't followed camp much at all. I've had my my mindset on on this for quite some time. But um, as far as the you know the Q. <laughs> Well, I gotta go with the the Wildcats. Gotta give a homer pick. It's called the Wildcats, right? Yeah. And then I think uh, I think a good final will be Moncton versus Rouen. Good Huskies versus Wildcats. Be a good little fight, I think. So that's my uh, that's my hope and my prediction.
1: Nice. All right, I mean, you probably more so uh, Super Bowl prediction. You got one of them.
3: Well, let's be biased again. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with the Steelers, obviously. Yeah. And then in we'll go with Philly again. Why not? We'll go with all Pennsylvania final.
1: That uh, that would be something an all Pennsylvania final, and they get WrestleMania at link. It's just all Pennsylvania. Everything's coming up Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I, there pandered, you go. I pandered to uh, to Dave and to to Pat picking the Bengals, and Jeremy went with uh, the New with? York Jets. The Jets, yeah.
3: The J E T S judge, judge, I believe in, in the uh, Aaron Rodgers magic. I yeah, like it. I love it. I believe
0: but... in the COVID conspiracy theorist, Aaron Rodgers.
3: <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. But thanks a lot for having yep, me, boys. No problem. I thanks appreciate it. I can't believe this is my first time on the podcast, actually. Good but uh, it's for a good cause. I'm glad you guys uh, allowed me to, to spread the word.
1: Yep. Anytime. And we'll have you on maybe later in the season, to find out how things are going and if you got other tickets and how things are going.
3: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, man. Cheers. Well, I mean, middle of the interview was me, but you kind of get the idea. I mean, like I said, we've been on social media last year and the years before just trying to give ticket ideas and trying to get fans in the building, and that's what this show does is get fans excited for mm-hmm. things, and mm-hmm. I would love to be able to do something like that. And we try to give away tickets, but that what he's doing is just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it really is, and uh, obviously we can – The poor the poor connection there. we can blame it on him being with either bell or Tellus. So So um, there's uh, obviously uh, no, this is, this is really cool. It's uh, it's something that you see uh, NHL players do around their arenas and with, uh, with their own foundations and, uh, and stuff like that. So I, you know, props to Alex for even coming up with this idea and, you know, forking out the money uh, out of his own pocket. And I, I hope to see it grow you know i'd i'd love to see the wildcats partner up here yeah. and and uh and jump all over this because it is a very very cool initiative and uh, at the same time i'd i'd really like to see them have a 19 plus uh, cats cup division <laughs> with a uh you know some food trucks and some beer gardens and some uh some live music and uh just have a good old time
1: yep not all your not all your fans are kids and i get you you market to the kids, but hey, mm-hmm. a 19-year-old beer division would be absolutely perfect. and I think it'd be one of the funner events if the weather holds up and oh. um, you got the you got the space for it. So, um, But yeah, just an awesome adventure. And hopefully, it uh, like you said, it's booked up until January. And um, we'd like to have him on to see if he needs some more press for it. But mm-hmm. at the rate he's going, he probably won't need more press because yeah. it yeah. looks like it's going to sell out uh, sooner rather than later. But that's it for us. Um, Don't forget the Wildcats are back in action on Friday as the Eagles come to town and they're in Bathurst to take on the T-Town on Saturday. Um, We'll be back next week, uh, breaking down those games, I guess, a little bit. And uh, continuing our Maritime Division preview with a look at the Islanders and those Bathurst Uh, Titans. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. See you next week.